0: to. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy30.
1: So Dan, I think what's interesting about the conference championship matchups, and I think I said this on the Mullenhaw Haw show, and I think when you're looking for takeaways and there's always the tendency to want to maybe overstate something you see and, and apply it to what where you live and the team yeah. you cover. You look at the NFC, and you got two teams in the 49ers against the Eagles, and I feel like they built their strengths from the ball on out. And I think the 49ers, with Brock Purdy being able to plug in, their, their third quarterback this year, and Jalen Hurts ascending the way he did, still the strength of their football teams are from – The ball on out, offensive line, defensive front, whatever the case may be. Whereas in the AFC, Chiefs, Bengals, I really think every conversation about those two teams starts with the quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Patrick Mahomes, those words, those guys, they speak for themselves. But I think that's an interesting contrast in both conferences about why the teams are where they are.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because you and I could probably sit here on January 23rd, 2023 and say that we both expect Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow to have Canton ceremonies five years after their careers are over, right? Like these guys are both looking like shoe in Hall of Famers. And so if you get one of those guys at the most important position, you position yourself to be successful year in, year out, in January, into February, that's one way to do it. If you're not lucky enough to find a, a shoe and Hall of Famer at the most important position, you have to do a lot of other things right. And what you point out with the, the 49ers and the Eagles is the ability to just be sturdy, to be rock solid in the trenches and to have things that you can believe in in there that then elevate the entirety of your football team. And, and, and look, I, I, I can't say enough about what Kyle Shanahan is doing with the 49ers. You, you talked about them being on their third quarterback. It's unfathomable. In this league, to be on the third quarterback and and to be as dominant as they've been for a three month span now, really, I mean they, they haven't uh, stepped in anything in, in the last three months, and so they look like they're 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 ready to roll here. And again, the Eagles, you just even when they came here in December, they obviously did not play their best game when they played the Bears. But even studying them before they got here, you just saw what that what that what that sturdiness on both lines really meant to the whole engine of the whole thing.
1: So I wonder then, because we have you know, just gotten done with the season where and with obvious reason in Chicago, you're always looking for the quarterback. You want to, everything revolves around uh, Justin Fields because before that, everything revolved around Mitch Trubisky because before that, everything revolved around Jay Cutler. And there's this understanding and this kind of quest to find the perfect quarterback to win with and because of. And, and I just, I think this is why part of the conversations is as we were having them throughout the season the two best teams in the conference uh, just uh, they found their, you know, the Eagles found Jalen Hurts in the second round and the 49ers found whoever was left standing. <laughs> <laughs> they're, because they're making the best argument for why you draft a quarterback every year, because in an odd way, they have built an offense both in scheme and structure where the quarterback is interchangeable. It's like a right guard. And I don't mean that with any disrespect because Brock Purdy still has to protect the football and he did a better job of doing that than Dak Prescott. But the quarterback truly is interchangeable in that offense. Jalen Hurts is different. He has a little degree of special in him. But you can't tell me we had this conversation before the Eagles played the Bears. If you plop Justin Fields in the middle of that offense, they probably would still be in the conference championship game. That's a good argument, but I think that so th- that's why yeah you you're looking for the unicorn you're looking for the number one pick or the number one draft pick or a first round draft pick that becomes burrow or Mahomes but there's also a method that can be defended and and justifiably so when you talk about why the 49ers and eagles did it their way
2: Yeah, I I mean that's the the, the reason I brought up Kyle Shanahan's name a minute ago is because he has a level of special um, that allows you to uh, unite with a a young quarterback like Brock Purdy and make sure he understands uh, how to do what he needs to do without trying to do too much. And they they found the perfect mix right there. Um, But look, like you're not going to hit the lottery in the quarterback market. No one knows that better than Chicagoans. Nobody knows that better than Bears fans. And so you cannot plan to have. Have a transcendent Hall of Fame quarterback. Until you have a transcendent Hall of Fame quarterback, Justin Fields isn't that yet. Uh, we'll see where he can go in year three of his development. And have a much better view at this time next year where, where his career is headed. But with that said, you've got to know how to build the nucleus. I, I, I'm very heartened by the fact that Ryan Poles' last stop was in Kansas City. That he was there before they were any good. That he watched that team go from two and fourteen to. Being a team now that is making its fifth straight appearance on conference championship Sunday, they become a mainstay on conference championship Sunday. And so when Ryan tells you out loud that he's not in this trying to find a one year high, you know, he wants a seven, eight, nine year span where you can feel really proud about the football program you put together. And that starts by being patient. It starts by knowing how to really sturdy and solidify a roster, and it's going to start this offseason by figuring out what they can do on the front seven on defense and on the offensive line on offense to make this thing start to move in the right direction.
1: You're probably right, but I underscore probably because (laughs) I don't know if I do feel better about that after watching the Chiefs because I think what the Chiefs – also got uh, good had the good fortune of drafting this quarterback which made everything else better and every decision seems smarter whereas okay then uh, let's go back to last tuesday kevin warren talking about the nfc being wide open yeah if it's that wide open and i don't disagree with him i mean look what's the difference between the cowboys uh, and the giants the giants uh, they get into the playoffs they get they get steamrolled by the by the eagles but my point would be it is wide open, and do any of these teams look beyond your reach if you start to get into the playoffs? And anything can happen. I, I don't, I don't know if that's a better way. It's probably not a, a more sustainable type of success to have. But when Kevin Warren said that, it gave me pause a little bit because you, you know there are people in the NFL that look at every season as an opportunity, and you know they they go back to the Theo Epstein: every season is sacred, and they're yeah. less willing to sacrifice winning because of that possibility.
2: Well, well, two responses to that. Number one, like I've sat through enough of those where it's almost just obligatory to just throw it out there so people know that you're dreaming the biggest dreams, even when you know practically it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and so look, I, I, I've, I've had George McCaskey every year going into the season talk about that. Oh, every year we're uh, aiming to win the Super Bowl and you know, you're like well George your team's gonna win six games this year so like I'm glad you're aiming there but you're gonna miss by you know a country mile and it's not even worth entertaining that as a realistic premise what I would say to the second point of that is it when you look at the the quarterbacks that played this weekend be thankful that you're in the NFC Because we're talking about Lawrence versus Mahomes. We're talking about Burrow versus Allen. And then we come over to the NFC and you got Purdy versus Prescott. And obviously, Jalen Hurts, an MVP candidate against Daniel Jones. And you go, wow, the quarterback landscape is so much different here. And that it does give you the opening to, to make a run at things. Again, look, like, just look in your own division. Where are the Lions going with Jared Goff? Not sure. What are the Packers doing with Aaron Rodgers? Not sure. How much time does Kirk Cousins have left in the uh, hourglass up in Minnesota? Not sure. And so when you can start to see some of those openings, it does tell you, okay, this is more open than having to go through uh, uh, an absolute minefield of Burrow, Mahomes, uh, Herbert, you know, Josh Allen, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, if he comes back, Lamar Jackson, if he's still in Baltimore. It's it's just a, a different world over there in that that other conference. And so the Bears do have a better chance playing in the nfc
1: see that's why those two points are almost
2: competing forces
1: because yeah you want to tell george every year oh yeah great you're not <laughs> going to do this or that but you know what on the other hand you could because you're in the nfc and you're in a division that's very winnable every year and as far as long as or as soon as aaron Rodgers leaves the division goodness sakes it's up for grabs and so it might be up for grabs now i i know What you're saying, and I think sometimes you just get carried away a little bit, and I find myself trying to like, you know, do tap the brakes because if I look at a roster and I'm, I, I, you know, who does who who enjoys rebuilds? I mean, it's, it's awful to watch, but I think that in the NFC, there's real opportunity because they don't have these generational type quarterbacks every every time you turn around on the schedule.
2: It's why I go back to the sentiment of trying to test Ryan Poles's true patience. And you're going to be tempted at some point as a general manager to be uh, reaching for that that quick high, you know that, that that Bears fans have known in the 21st century. Let's let's get 21, you know, it's a 2001. I mean, let's get 2005, 2006. Let's get 10. Let's get 18. They want to get to a point where you're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, a four or five year span where you're missing the playoffs once you right. know, not making the playoffs once. And right. so like, that's where, where the general manager's vision and and sturdiness and ability to be disciplined through all that has to be uh, really, really rock solid because it can be tempting in the scenario that you mentioned to be like, Oh man, if we just chase it this year, we can get that quick fix that will make everyone feel good. But long-term we know it's a little bit hollow.
1: Okay. Before we get to my domino approach to everything that happened over the weekend, I want to ask you this besides Patrick Mahomes, What do you think is the most, uh, the biggest reason for the Chiefs to sustain success? When they talk about the fact that they are, they have built this roster to compete each and every year, obviously guys like me will say, well, yeah, of course you got Patrick Mahomes and you got a little lucky there. But if you had to remove him from the equation, you know, Chad Henney is your quarterback. Well, Whoever, well, what is what is the biggest reason for their sustained success?
2: Well, I was just going to say we have removed him from the equation at times, including this weekend when Chad Henney led a 98 yard touchdown drive that ended up being the end result in the game. You go back before Patrick Mahomes or even Patrick Mahomes' rookie season. And Alex Smith was winning divisions and, and, and positioning them to be in the playoffs. And so Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit for this. Andy Reid's ability to mold pieces together to get the best out of guys by knowing what they do best is is notable this isn't Andy's first rodeo Andy had a run of sustained success in Philadelphia that at the time was considered okay you know they haven't gotten over the hump they haven't brought home that Lombardi trophy but my goodness they were playing on Conference Championship Sunday on a regular basis because that head coach knows the formula for doing these things. So I think there's a lot to that. They traded Tyreek Hill away, and you thought, okay, this offense is going to come back a little bit. It didn't come back at all. (laughs) Actually, Patrick Mahomes had had numbers that were comparable or better in – pretty much every category. And so that tells you something about a, a coach and his staff and their ability to, to mold those pieces around it. Uh, you got a text from a friend of ours. I won't name on the podcast, but you'll know very well who it is and saying that, Hey, it looked like uh Matt Nagy as a quarterback's coach did a pretty good job uh, getting, getting his quarterback ready to play for this season and this postseason. And so right. Like Matt Nagy, the bum here now is back on a staff that knows how to move things around. And they're, they're producing Obviously, Mahomes' is transcendent talent is part of that, but it just tells you that, that Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit for who he is and what he does.
1: Well, I thought you were going to tell me that the Chiefs basically just, just replaced Tyreek Hill with Matt Nagy, and that was <laughs> a good trade off. And now that's why you're seeing them not miss a step. I, I, I also think that defensively, you talk about the coaching of Andy Reid, I think Steve Spagnuolo has provided a degree of continuity. That was lacking maybe with Chiefs defenses and not that they're going to be a defense that you fully trust all the time. They have given the Chiefs a, a level of uh, consistency that they can you know, win with. Now, maybe not because of, but win with.
2: Yeah. And, and, and you know, it goes back to playing complimentary football and knowing how to do that and knowing how to do that on the big stage when the lights are the brightest. And once again, now you've gotten to a point where experience is on your side. You've been in these moments. You know that when a game at home against a, a feisty Jaguars team gets a little bit tense late, that you've got some of that DNA within you to go that route. I think we got confused in in parts of uh, November and December here in this market on understanding what the, the phrase learn to win was intended to explain. And it was, how do you finish? How do you take close games and make sure that they consistently wind up on your side? The Chiefs obviously know how to do that. And now they know how to do that on the biggest stage. And they're once again, have an opportunity one game on Sunday to go back to the Super Bowl.